What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Get Real with Magic Mike and Big Nick. I'm Big Nick. And I'm, of course, Magic Mike. As always, we'd like to thank our faithful listeners tuning in, seeing what we've got for you this episode. Nick, you know what, I'm, what are you, know, you doing? You know what I'm excited about? I, I don't know. We ordered those Brooks and Dunn tickets today. Hey, don't forget Travis Tritt. And Travis Tritt. And the other guy's LV Shane. I don't think you've heard his songs. But he's got some new hits on the radio right now. I've never heard tell of such Well, you'll have to listen to it so you're not just standing there like an idiot. I'll just hang out in the Winnebago in the parking lot <laughs> until my man Travis Trick gets up there. Ready to hear a little neon moon? Oh, my goodness. They've made that into a viral TikTok dance right now. I didn't know that. Hey, you haven't seen it? Uh-uh. I need to see it. I'll show it to you. Okay. It's, right. it's interesting. I'm going to get you to do it. Okay. You could go viral. Well, not a virus, viral. <laughs> virus is bad. Viral is good. Most of the time, viral is good. anyway so a lot of people know that we do real estate Um, a lot of people don't know that my degree was in exercise science it was or still is it still is okay good good. you didn't lose it they didn't come take it from you from Barton College did they I don't know they probably should at homecoming that's coming up they might just say (laughs) we want that degree back they might actually (laughs) so obviously I like talking about exercise you know not doing exercise as much as I used to but you know, injuries kind of hurt that. I had, what, five concussions, broke my back, both knees, both ankles. Stupid amount of stuff. That stupid. was just one game. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my head on the backboard one game, and I had to staple my head at halftime. Wow. Yeah, that was nice. Wow. That was fantastic. I don't remember the second half. Didn't you play a game with broken ankles? Yeah. Yeah. How'd I you do? played six games, actually. Wow. Yeah. That was fun. I didn't. I didn't do terrible. I kept my average. It was like fifteen and fifteen in high school. Do you think a lot of pro athletes do that though? And even in high level D one college players, do you think they play through a lot of things? Don't tell their trainers and coaches. And oh no, they tell their trainers. The trainers don't tell the coaches. Oh, I see. There's a disconnect. Yeah, you have that will to play. You're going to do just about anything you have to. My senior year, I was wrapping my ankles in duct tape. So I would do the athletic tape and then rock tape, which is tape that gets like it like stiffens up. You put water on it or something? Yeah, and then duct tape over that. And then cut it off at halftime and retape it. So you can't bend your ankles? No, they're hanging on by thread. Wow. So, and my knees, the knee is, did you know it's the largest, most complex joint in the body? I did not. It is. That's why there's so many I have injuries. a bad one. My left one's bad. <laughs> I can go left, right. I can go down. I can, let's see, up. So I can walk upstairs. When I go to push down on it to go up, that's when I have... I have some give. I don't have a good one. I you found that out Sunday when I played pickup for the first time in a year. Don't have a good one. It's just not good. They're not there. Um, so stretching before a workout's not fun, but you need to do it. I do a little bit. You do a little bit. Not a lot. A little bit. When's the last time you've done leg day? Leg day? Mm-hmm. Well, I walked three and a half miles. Doesn't count. What do you mean? That's cardio. Well, maybe. You yeah. Squats and leg press. No, I'm press not doing squats. Leg My left knee, I can't, I can't lift There's up. There's that word, I can't. Knee. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's because it's true. So people between the ages of 18 and 64. That's you, me. You fall on that. I am barely. Barely. Need to do 150 minutes of exercise a week. 150 minutes a week. That's basically a That's movie. That's only a little over 20 minutes a day. Basically a movie. I do way more than that. So instead of watching a movie, people can go do some burpees or walk or 
something to get some exercise. Okay. They got to do something. It improves your mood. Releases endorphins and makes you happy. You need to do a lot of exercise if it improves your mood. <laughs> to do it from... You should probably stop the podcast right now and go do 100 push-ups. <laughs> I need to do it from start to finish. <laughs> then I see these people in the gym. We go to this gym. Small little gym. Yes, family-owned. Family-owned. And they wear these sweatsuits and trash bags. And I hope they understand that sweat does not make you lose weight. It does. You're just losing water. You're losing water. You're going to gain it right back. You go drink it. It has nothing to do with fat loss. A gallon of water weighs eight pounds. Exactly. You know the human head weighs eight pounds on average? Your human head weighs way more than eight pounds. Way more yep. than eight pounds. Yep. So people in there trying to think that they're going to go to McDonald's before, then they're going to go work out for a couple minutes, and then they're going to be done and sweat it all out. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. you got to eat right. Well, you know, they should, treat, they should teach finance in school. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's going to have to have handle money all their life. You know how many people still don't know how to write a check? I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> they should teach nutrition because last time I checked, you're going to have to eat the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And they should teach exercise because you're going to live in your body the rest of your life. Hopefully. Those are three certainties. You're going to need money. Yep. You're going to have to have food. Yep. And you're going to have to have your body. So what good is it to go out and make a whole bunch of money and then at 60 years old, you're a disaster because you've neglected your body. So your kids can enjoy it or your wife can enjoy it. After you kick the bucket early, she can go have, marry somebody 20 years younger and have a great life, spend all your money. Well, Buy that boat you never <laughs> bought. <laughs> all that good stuff. Your kids are sure going to spend it when you leave it to them. Oh. One Mine are trying to spend it while I'm still alive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Linda Joe, it's money. Yeah. My son you got me four or five hundred dollars suit today. <laughs> he's got to go to all these weddings. He's at that age where all his friends are getting married, and like I need a new suit. And he's been working out and getting big and all that stuff. And I said, like, okay, okay, we'll go buy a suit. I'll go buy a suit too. We go up there. Hang hardly got nothing to fit in. I got to cut it down and big at the top and cut it down. That's a good thing. And we go up and he's like, you, you got this. He's like, That's what dad's doing. It's a bonding thing. I said, your birthday's next month. This is your birthday. And I'm telling your mother. I'm calling your mother as soon as I leave here because you'll be trying to sneak you some other thing. You'll be trying to say, I want some money for a gun or something. I said, yeah, that didn't happen. This is your birthday. This is it. You're all in. And you're buying lunch today. And Which he did. He did buy lunch. I bought your lunch. Well, he was supposed to buy my lunch. So now he owes you lunch. And he owes me lunch. That's not going to happen. Oh, well. But the wedding thing brings me to my last point of exercise. Wow, we have really chased that rabbit. Types of diets. People think they can do these fad diets and lose 10 pounds. Keto diet's huge now. In two days. It was huge. They juice. They don't eat. They do a fast. Phil Mickelson fasts 36 hours a week every week. Now, there's something to intermittent fasting. That's not, but it's not. How would you know? (laughs) I did it in college. Did you? I did. Somebody must have your mouth wired. (laughs) But they but you can't just do it and expect to lose 10 pounds. He does it on a schedule, on purpose. Oh, it's very regimented. Right. And a lot of people, intermittent fasting to them is you don't eat between the hours of 8 p.m. and 12 p.m. the next day. Well, I do that every day. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed yeah, to eat I don't after eat, eight. I don't eat breakfast. You're not supposed to eat within four hours of going to sleep, is what they say. I don't do that. And then, you know, some people eat breakfast and then some people just don't eat a big dinner you eat five meals throughout the day or some people do keto and some people watch their carbs some people don't eat carbs there's so many different diet I, the worst one i've seen is i had a coach my freshman year of basketball did a seven day juice cleanse mm. Mm. he lost 15 pounds okay in seven days 
Did you know who he was? Six days later, he was 17 pounds heavier. Was you just, you, you, the second you go and eat solid food again, you're done. Is it because you've slowed your metabolism? It's not because you've slowed your metabolism. You just, you've been starving yourself. So you've been, your, your body's been working off your fat. And then eventually just, it goes into your- That's a good thing, right? Correct. Yes. But then it goes into your muscle. Well, that's not a good thing. Which is not a good thing. Because you got to feed your muscles and right. burn your fat. And you're not eating solid food. So the second, you, if you don't go back after that fast and start going little by little and eat just a little bit a day and you go have a full meal, you're going to blow back up quickly. Mm. Very quickly. And it's painful. Gosh, it, it's, it, he did not look like he was, he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've been without food for seven days. That in and of itself would make you not happy. I can't go seven hours. That's true. I got here. My Big Mac fell on the floor. Yeah. Stupid. I'm hungry. I'm surprised you didn't eat it off the floor. It's well, still there. And the cleaning <laughs> ladies come Sunday. It's still in play? Well, um, that's my little two two cents on exercise. Uh, exercise. Well, you know, I've been going to the gym. You, ha- started, you stuck to it. I started, started February 1st. I gave you 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Let me see something. Right. Did I commit to 12? Did I do it? You did it. Okay. And now what time is it? We're sitting here in September. Yep. Still going. Don't ask me the math. So I'm giving you the February 1st next year. That's one year. Can you transform a 55-year-old man into an Adonis? I mean, you've done a pull-up. Hey, I can do one before. You've, you've benched a plate on each side. Hey, I got a big plate. You can do 10 push-ups in a row. Oh, I can do more than that. You, right. ain't, caught, you ain't caught up with me lately. I ain't letting you know everything I can do. You can, I mean, you can actually lift a little bit now. Hey, I'm getting there. Yeah. I will get there. We're going to get you some biceps. Hey. Hey, you're gonna look like a, work on some other things. You look like a whole new person. Well, I'm up, I'm up with that. I'm good with that. I'm trying to get back. I'm good with that. So, well, I think it's time we head into real estate. Well, we never leave it. Again, we say that every week. That's we never true. leave it. I mean, we're sitting here in a real estate office doing our podcast. So we're surrounded by real estate. Eating, breathing. Some people probably drink if they're in real estate. I told you, my, I told you what my wife says about real estate. Because she hears all my stories every end of the day. What happened today? What happened today? Who was mean today? Who was not nice? You know, all this kind of stuff. What went bad? <laughs> and, uh, she said, I'm going to tell you something. If you want a Christian before you got in real estate, you sure ain't going to be one after. Because <laughs> it will make you very cynical. <laughs> it, it shows sometimes the worst in people. Whether you're representing a buyer, you're representing a seller, or whatever it is. Today, we're going to talk about something that's inevitable. What do they say is inevitable in life, Nick? Death and taxes. Death and taxes, 100%. The taxes are going up, by the way. I know. Yep. You like talk about that current administration. Mm. I got gas today, Nick. I got my gas in my Tahoe. I was putting $34 in it a little over a year ago. What was it, 62 $64.52. Mine was 67 Actually, it was 51 cents because I always end my gas when I charge on my gas credit card because I get 5% back. But I always end my gas with one cent. So when I get my credit card bill, and I look at it, if it don't end in one, I know somebody else trying to steal my credit card information and give them some gas. <laughs> I make my wife end on a different number. She has to end on seven. So I know that's her getting gas. I'm gonna start ending on one on the company card. So you think uh, it's you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm taking that company card back. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I got your limit at $42. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get a whole tank of gas. But anyway, talking about the death and taxes, I, I can go ahead and tell you, I can't do anything about the taxes you have to pay. 
Mm. You know, I might run for office one day. We'll see. Huh. Yeah. Can you imagine President Magic Mike? Could you imagine his security guard, Big Nick? Yeah, that's true. I would have you on security detail. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm a big guy to get a bullet pass. I was fixing to say that's the only reason. <laughs> I'm like, Nick, stand right here in front of me. <laughs> Cast a shadow, a big shadow over me. I should be good. I could take a, You could take a direct hit pretty good. So, I mean... Keep working out. Keep working out. You'll be like the Statue of Big Nick instead of the Statue of Liberty. You can hold your arm up in the air, a little flame. But death and taxes, Nick, we got to come back. Come back to it. So, you know, we represent a lot of people who a family member has passed. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, the home is not going to stay in the family. It's going to be sold. A lot of times there's, sometimes it can be a single heir like a daughter or son. Um, but a lot of the times it's multiple heirs. Didn't you have 17 one time? 17 heirs one time. And what happened was the person was way up in years and they had about six children mm -hmm. and they had outlived like five of their six children. So the person was in their late 90s. So it goes to... And so they had, they, they died without a will. Mm -hmm. And so imagine, you know, people had more children back then. So they had six children. Mm -hmm. One of them was still alive. The other five children had married and they had had children. So what happens is the legs of these children start splintering. <laughs> and it, not, it goes to the people, if their children have died, then it goes to their children. Right. And so, and goodness, if they've been married and, separated and they got marital interest and all that kind of 17 people it's a mess 17 people it's a mess do you know what a house sold for it's about eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. you each get 27 yeah right i think they might have owed us money when it was all <laughs> said and done but you start dividing it up but you know people don't they plan they seemingly don't plan to die nick no but guess what you're going to you are going to die and if you've got assets you worked your whole life to build up something, put something away, pay your home off, do these things, you would certainly think you'd want to be mindful that what happens with those things after a lifetime of sweat, energy, time, blood, you would sometimes, that it would go where you want it to go. Right. And you don't have any siblings, you're an only child. Mm -hmm. That They stop when they got it perfect. Yeah. Mm. They were scared they would duplicate what they did, <laughs> I think. I think it was more like that. But... So, you need to protect your assets and be sure they're directed where you want them to go. So, first of all, I encourage everyone, you need to have a will. You need to have a will. And you need to have the other things, too. You need to have uh, a living will. You need to have power of attorney. You need to have the medical power of attorney. You need to have all these documents in place. You can go to almost any attorney. Some specialize in it. I paid an attorney like 500 bucks. And I got all of them. You know, my wife can pull the plug. You know, sometimes when I cough, she's like, how you feeling? How you feeling? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, she's looking at me like, this could be it. This could be it. It's like a lottery ticket. We talked about that last week. But uh, no, I think my wife loves me. She fakes it pretty good. So I'm, I'm, I'm believing she does. But when I go, I don't want to leave a mess, Nick. I don't want to leave a mess. They might not like how I left it, mm -hmm. but it should be clear directive as to where it goes. Correct. Because when you leave things up in the air, 
it's exactly that. Yep. It's up in the air. So I'll tell you, um, we have the inheritance, the kids, people pass away, people go into nursing homes. Mama don't want quite sell yet. People obviously, a lot of people go into nursing homes, Nick. We deal with people whose parents are having dementia. It, it's an epidemic almost. It's so sad. It's so sad to see people who are so high-functioning in life and contribute to society, just wonderful people, pillars of the community, and then they start struggling with, you know, their mental capacities, whether it's dementia or any number of things. But, you know, they have some lucidity, and sometimes they, they don't want to sell their house. Right. Sometimes they want to go visit it. Right. So the kids are sitting here. It's fully furnished. We had a, we had one of our clients. They were in, been in a nursing home for four years. Their house is fully furnished. She won't let them cut the cable TV off. I'm like, well, how will she know if the cable TV's <laughs> on? Well, she might want to go there and one day and cut it on. If she cut it on and one on, she'll cut me out of the wheel. <laughs> so they got cable TV. Look, still, look, Nick, still got a landline. Still got a landline in a house for four years. Who still has a landline, period? Even if you live there. Yeah. Right? But it's still sitting there just like she's going to come back and roll around and cutting the grass, having it cleaned, paying a light bill. Sometimes Maintenance. you just can't let go. Like Jack. Never let go. Yeah, can't let go. Yeah. So people say, well, you know, what are we supposed to do with these situations? Well, you need to consult an attorney. And, you know, I told you my daughter's an attorney, son-in-law's attorney, and I give them a hard time, you know, the old joke about, what do you call 20 lawyers in front of a firing squad? A good start. A good start. Yeah, that's kind of cynical. That's kind of tough. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's kind of a joke. But attorneys... Good attorneys, I tell everybody, you need to have a good attorney. You need to have a good dentist. You need to have a good physician. You need to have a good realtor. You need to surround yourself. You need to have a good financial planner. You need to surround yourself with experts in their field. You might be in their same circle, and you're the expert in your area. So you're kind of on a common plane there. You all bring something to, it's a sense of community to life. You know, even God said when he looked at Adam, it wasn't good that he was alone. So then he gave him Eve, when we know what happened then. But we won't get on that because we'll lose our women listeners. So inheritance, Nick, I'm going to tell you, this isn't story time. This is just things that can happen. Had a client, father died. Five children. The daughter lived in the town where the dad was. Mm -hmm. And she saw him every day. You know, there's usually one sibling that's closer. Right. Well, that's geography-related, relational, what have you. And he passed away, and the house, he was a smoker, and so the house was going to have to have a little bit of work done to get anywhere near what its potential value was. Right. And you can certainly sell houses in as-is condition. We do that all the time. But there's sometimes there's as-is, and it sells anyway, and there's, if you spent three or 4000 you might get 20000 more. Right. This was kind of one of those situations because it was really, really smoke-ridden. So this daughter, she was willing to do the work and get it painted. She would keep the grass cut and pay the utility bills, keeping a ledger sheet. She's keeping up with everything she's spending. She goes in and pulls the carpet up with her own hands. Doesn't even pay the company. Just going to lay some new carpet, make it smell good. Gets it painted, doing all the things you need to do to tend to it. The other siblings, they're all over the country. Okay? She's sitting here sending them spreadsheets every week, keeping them up with it. They ain't doing squad. Okay? They ain't doing squad. And she goes, and I had told her one thing she needed to do to her house was in this older brick ranch, you know how it used to, people would light their room with lamps. Mm -hmm. So you just had electrical outlets around the baseboard, what have you. You didn't have an overhead light. You sure didn't have 
the eyeball lights or recessed lights that we right. have now. So I said, you know, in that room, you need to drop a ceiling fan in that room. That's the main room of the house with a light kit on it. So they got some light in there. It's not a lot of money. It'll add to the magic when it's being so shown. And so anyway, she did all that, sending the receipts, all the stuff that she's doing. She get a call from one of her siblings. One of her siblings. They're living up in big city somewhere in Charlotte, somewhere living a dream, Atlanta. And she said, uh, I see where you got this ceiling fan on here. You bought it at Lowe's. Well, yeah. Well, I bought a ceiling fan at Lowe's. Realtor told me that's what I need to do. That's what I did. She said, well, it was $139. Well, yeah, it was $139. I got a decent one. Got a light kit on it. Looks good. Looks just like you put on a new house. It's right. an older house. Makes it look nice with new paint color, da-da-da. She said, yeah, there was one you could have bought for $89.99. $50. Five siblings, Nick. I think you can even do this, Matt. $50 divided by five. How much is that? I believe it's 10 It's $10 mm -hmm. all day, every day. Yep. $10. You know what that $10 cost that girl? Cost her sister. Yeah. $10. It's tough. $10. Sister's like, I'm sitting here doing all this. I ain't charging anything. I'm fronting the money to do the repairs, going to get it back at the end. I'm coming cutting the grass. I'm not paying anybody else to come cut the grass. I ripped up the carpet to save us $145. You know, instead of paying the carpet people to, to labor to pick it up, put it all out in the street, emptied the house out, done everything. And you sitting here getting on me about the difference of a ceiling fan of $50. It didn't go well. Mm. It didn't go well. So, you know how much house sold for? $100,000. house. Brick range. So, $10. Do not let a few dollars come between your children. Leave your house. Leave a very specific instructions in your will. If, if you think there's a potential for discord, leave the directions in the will what to do with it. Tell them to hire a company that's in town and then say split the proceeds of it. Mm -hmm. And give somebody... Do, don't let your children have a falling out over money. You think there's ever been a falling out between siblings over money? I've seen it personally. Look, I went to an estate auction one time, Nick, and not a big gun, gun guy. I know mm -hmm. a little bit, very little, some things. But I go to this auction, and it was a pretty big estate thing. And I'm looking at stuff, a lot of this stuff. I don't know the values of these things. I'm, I'm more curiosity than anything. Way to kill a Saturday morning. And I'm in there, and... Sure enough, this guy had a fair number of guns. Mm -hmm. And they're going up for auction and all this kind of stuff. Well, it gets down to this gun. And I don't know how else to describe it, Nick, because, again, I'm not a gun guy. Right. It was what I call a rifle. Okay. Some people call it a shotgun. I don't know the difference between a shotgun and a rifle. But we'll say it was a rifle. And, Nick, it looked like it had mahogany wood on it. It was shiny. Okay? Right. It looked like a piece of furniture. Okay. And long barrel. Nice had the brass on it. I mean, this was a, what they say, a handsome gun. Right. It, was, it was like a work of art. So I'm looking at this gun. I'm like, wow, that was probably pretty good. I don't even know if you want to fire that gun. Mm -hmm. This is something you put on the wall and just enjoy looking at it. And so anyway, the bidding starts going. and goes 500, 800, goes 1,200, goes 1,500. Well, even at 1,500, I'm like, is that a $1,500 gun? I mean, it's nice, but is it 1,500? Well, there was a gentleman beside me. I didn't know him. And he had been bidding on a few of those guns, but he wasn't bidding on that gun. So I leaned over. I didn't want to bother him. And I said, look, sir, I said, you seem to know a little bit about guns. He said, uh, I said, is there, is there something I don't know about that gun? Because is that gun worth more than it? 
is it worth what they're bidding on? Right. Meanwhile, the bidding's keep going. He said, uh, no, that gun's worth about 1500 Well, at this point, they're about 2400 Two people bidding. There's a woman bidding. There's a guy bidding. He said, yeah, there's a lot more to that story. It's really not about the value of the gun. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the woman over there bidding is the man who died. That's his daughter. And the guy over there bidding, that's his son. And that was his favorite gun. And by the situation at hand, Pierce, they couldn't come to terms over that gun. So they must have agreed just to put it up for sale. And whoever wants it can bid it up and buy it at the sale just like anybody else on the street. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, I was looking at that woman. I looked in her eyes. You know what I'm saying to you, Nick? Yeah. I looked in her eyes. Let me tell you, at 4,000, I knew she was getting that gun. At 4,000, I knew she. Look, when the other guy would go forward 200, he couldn't even get it out of his mouth. She said 43. He'd sit there and wait a little bit, 45. It took him a while to go up. Right. And she sat there. She said, 46. 46. Right yeah, She mouth. was going to get yeah. it. She got, you know what she got it for? 8,000. Oh, my God. 8,000. Well, you know, if you're a math guy, Nick, you're a little bit, you're getting there, a little bit of a math guy. Well, let me tell you, if there was two people in this state, two heirs, well, guess what? She got half of it back. Right. <laughs> Minus what they charged auctioneers and all that stuff to do it. But she was going to get that gun. So I would think that would have probably caused some strife in it. So when it comes to inheritance, everybody's got some. We talk about real estate a lot. Real estate, typically stocks can be very valuable, of course, but real estate is a pretty big asset that you have. Be sure, folks, call an attorney. Get your will done. Be sure you leave very clear directives on how to dispose of your assets. Whenever possible, leave all of everything to one heir and leave all of everything else to somebody else then they can deal with They don't have to like it, but they don't have to deal with each other over it. And that can be a clear-cut thing. Protect your assets. Leave them the way you want to. There you go, Nick. You got any assets to leave anybody yet? I'm an Xbox. You got an Xbox? <laughs> and my dog. Your dog is very and valuable. My, Sable Bell. Yes. Sable and I, Bell. And I told my parents when they die, I'm selling my house. Everything in it? Their house. Their house. Everything in it. House. Come take it. Lock, stock, and barrel. Yep. Up I'm in Carroll County, Maryland. I ain't even going back up there. I don't blame you. How about for the funeral? They're good. No, they they can't die in Maryland. Mm. Death taxes are stupid. Oof. Yeah. We need to get them down here. We're trying. I think we do. We get Linda. We get Linda a new knee. Maybe we can get them down here. Maybe she she might could walk down here at that point. <laughs> test it out. If you're in Maryland, you need to run. <laughs> you need to run. They're used to running. They're used to dolling bullets up there. So, I mean, you better learn how to run if you live in Maryland. <laughs> Duck and weave is like the state motto. <laughs> Welcome to Maryland. Duck and weave. It's on the sign. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> it's on the sign when you drive in. All right, here's time for story time. So, Nick, I'm going to embark on a journey. I'm going to take some literary license here. I'm going to use my family treasure trove of story time. <laughs> this story goes back to when I took my mother to the Holy Land. The Holy Land. Now, I'm not talking about Israel, okay? I'm not. 
for senior citizens the Holy Land. Do you know what the Holy Land is, Nick? I don't. It's Branson, Missouri. <laughs> Most people might not know that, but let me tell you it is. Now, I took my mother there in the 90s, and I was glad to do it. Um, my mother had never been on an airplane. Flew down there to Springfield and then drove over to Branson, Missouri, in a beautiful country, beautiful area. And for those of y'all who might not know it, Branson, Missouri is an entertainment mecca for what I call semi-retired-ish older performers. And when I talk about older folks, I'll throw some names out. Some of our listeners ain't going to know these names. Look, there used to be a really big show on TV called The Lawrence Wilk Show. Now, it was old when I was a kid. Yeah, I've never okay, mm-hmm. and they and, and they had the Lennon sisters, and they had Joanne Castle on the piano, and then they had the dancers and the singers and all that stuff. Let me tell you, they picked that whole show up and they took that down to Branson, Missouri. They had their own theater. So my mother, she wants to see the Lawrence Welk show. There's the people she watched all her life. There they are, right there on stage. Right. So they go down there and they build their homes. They have their families. This is where they live. It's just like you and I come to work every day. They go to work. They just go over there. They sing. They do what they love and passionate about. And so. We went and saw Lawrence Well, we went and saw a singer named Mo Bandy, we went and saw Glenn Campbell, we went and saw Bobby Benton. You know who Bobby Benton is? I have not a clue. Of you don't even you know who said. these people are. You need to Google some of these people. The only old show I know is that one with Dolly Parton. You ever heard a song, She Wore Blue Velvet? Never heard that. That's mm, old. This is, he's a crooner, Bobby Benton. Yeah, that's pretty good. Got nothing. So anyway, went and saw them. Um, and actually, I had a great time. Had a great time. Saw some people that I knew of. I'd heard some of the songs, you know, my mother listened to them when I was. The cool thing about Branson, Missouri, aside from nature, that's a pretty thing. These people live there, Nick. And you know what they want you to do? They want you to come to their shows. Mm-hmm. All right? So how many times are you going to go to their show? You're going to go once. Right. It's probably a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Right. What are you going to do when you get, leave the show? When mm-hmm. you get through with your trip in Branson? You're going to go eat. Well, you're going to go eat, but what are you going to do when you finish with your trip? You're going to tell people about it. That's right. You're going to go home, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell people about it. And you know what they want you to tell them, the people in Branson? How look, awesome it was. They want you to tell them how awesome it was and how friendly they were. And guess what? These people are awesome. They're just like me and you, Nick. Can you imagine if you and I were entertainers, and we had our own show somewhere, and that's what we did go to work, and people came from all over the place to see us. You know what we do at the end of the show? You to talk to them like normal people? Absolutely. We hang out. You want to get a picture with us? We want to carry on, all that kind of good stuff? Absolutely. Because you go home and you'll say, guess what? I met Mel Tillis. Right. I met Mo Bandy. I met the people in the Lawrence Bell Show. Have a picture made with them. They're awesome. Well, I think maybe next year we need to go to Branson, Missouri <laughs> for our family vacation. So we were doing these shows, two shows a day, Nick. Two shows a day. We were out there for five days. Whew. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. But my mother's worth it. She's awesome. So we go to see Mel Tillis. Well, of course, she wants to meet everybody. Right. My, and she and wants take to pictures pick. with everybody. Oh, you everybody. better believe it. My, she's got pictures of you. Uh, yeah. There's 100%. She's got pictures of you, Nick. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, we're there, and we're going to see Mel Tillis. And, and I like Mel Tillis. I, I know his songs and uh, Tulsa Time. And that's been redone, by the way, many times. But we go there, and he's standing like, well, you know, Mel Tillis has a stuttering problem. Do you even know who Mel Tillis is? I'm literally Googling him on my phone Do right you know now. who Pam Tillis is? Isn't she a senator? Pam Tillis is a country singer. That's his daughter. Isn't there? Uh, it's Tom Tillis. Yeah, I got nothing. No, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm, you, I'm looking it up right now. You're bad off. Uh, You'd know Pam Tillis' song. 
So anyway, we go and we wait in line like everybody else. We're there with the senior citizens and all this. It's all good, beautiful theater. And Mel Tillis is up there. And like I say, now, he has a stuttering problem. Okay. Do you know her song? You Maybe it was Memphis. Yeah. yeah. You know that song, right? Yeah. Well, that's his daughter. Okay. Okay. So that's a pretty good song. So we stand in line, got the camera, all this stuff. My mother, she just happy, happy, happy. Oh, she's, I'm telling you, this is like Christmas. It's like Christmas. We go up and we get her mail to her. Mike, you got to give him a picture. You got to give him a picture. I've got your picture, mother. i got your picture, mother. She goes up and mail to her. Look, she gets over there and puts her arm right around him. She saddles on up right beside him. She puts one. I got the picture, okay? She got her hand right on his chest. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty intimate looking picture. She's sitting there, hey, Mel. Like, they go way back. He ain't never seen her before. She ain't never going to see him again. She's sitting there and people lined up behind her, okay? Everybody gets their turn. Lined up. I said to Peter, mother, there I go. She's like, hey. as soon as I snapped that picture, as soon as I snapped that picture, Nick, you know what my mother did? Oh, God. You know, you met my mother. You know my mother. Uh, yeah. She's bold as a lion. Mm -hmm. Zero fear. None. Don't care. Nope. Don't care. None. It gets worse. She looks up at Mel Tillis. The man's at work. Yeah. Okay? He's working. Okay? She looks up at Mel Tillis and she said, okay, Mel, listen here. She said, I know you're a big-time star, and you got your big theater here, and you sing, and you got your fans, and that's all good, and I came to see you. Know, she said, but, you know, you don't ever get too big for family. Well, he already had a stuttering problem. Right. Well, now he's really stuttering. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> stuttering all that stuff. She said, you know, I know your aunt. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so we live, obviously, we live in Wilson, North Carolina. Well, sure enough, I grew up and I knew Miss Tillis. Well, she might have told me that was Mel Tillis' aunt. You know, I've never thought about it again, but sure enough, she said, you know, you need to keep up with your aunts. I know your aunt. I've asked her, does she ever hear from me? She says she don't ever hear. The man is standing there waiting for people to take their picture <laughs> with him. And he's sitting there, already got a stuttering problem. And he's, I said, Mother, you got to go. We got to go. Leave that man alone. Leave that man alone. So finally, I've already got the picture. It's a good picture. And I'm dragging her away. I said, Mother, we got to go to another show. That's the only way I could get away. You want to go see the mother celebrity? You want to go see Bobby Benton, don't you? Yeah. So I drag her out of there. So we finished our trip. We had a good time. And, and I wouldn't take anything for it. Made great memories come back to Wilson and let's just say some time goes by. Well, my mother, she's had a few jobs in her career. She was a cashier, big grocery store here. People still know her from that 14 years was a cashier. They get in line just to see my mother because mm -hmm. she just loves old people. Well, the grocery store sold out, all that stuff. She goes and gets her uh, CNA. So she's going to work at the hospital. She becomes a transporter. So she's moving people around in the hospital, get their x-rays. I was Fortunately, has to take people to the morgue, too. That's kind of depressing. Mm. But she moves people around in the hospital, and she just loves on people. Look, she won't even take anybody to get an x-ray. She'll get a, a brush, and she'll comb through their hair and brush their hair for them and <laughs> it, just to take them out. I mean, she's just that person. Right. She just is. And so she goes, well, guess what? One day, Mel Tillis' aunt, she's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, my mother knows her. Right. Knows her daughter. She goes in and she sees her name on the door and mother's doing her thing. And she says, hey, what are you doing up here to the daughter? Well, you know, mama, mama's up here. No, I didn't know mama was up here. You know, she said, let me go see her. You know, my mother, she's on the clock. She, I don't care. She <laughs> goes up there and visits Miss Tillis and, and I knew her. And so she said, how you doing? And she said, well, I'm having some tests done. She said, I think I'm going to be okay. But she said, okay. She said, I'm going to pray for you and all this kind of stuff. She says, have you heard from me? 
<laughs> Miss Hill's like, well, no, my mother's Virginia. She said, well, no, Virginia. She said, you know, we don't hear from Mel. <laughs> you know, Mel's out there. He's out there in Branson. He's doing his thing. Right. You know, he's got a full life. We don't talk to Mel on any kind of regular basis. She said, well, that ain't right. That ain't right. There ain't nothing more important than family. <laughs> and she said, well, it's okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. So, mother goes on about her business, finish her shift, all that kind of stuff. A couple of days later, mother's back up there doing her thing, working. Sees the daughter in the hallway. Right. Daughter says, Virginia, come here. So, she, my mother makes her way over there. She says, what's wrong? She says, well, I don't know. Nothing wrong. She said, I got a strange question for you. She said, did you by chance call Mel Tillis? <laughs> she said, I sure did. <laughs> she said, how did you know? She said, well, I'm going to tell you. They walk in there, and while they're walking down the hall, it's a long way where she saw her, and she, the mother starts telling her, she said, I called information. This is in the 90s, okay? Right. And mother's got a little landline. They probably, you know, had a it spins, a little number spin on the phone. She calls there and don't know. It's like, uh, she probably says, I want Branson, Missouri. Hey, give me mail tills. That's probably about like, you know, Mayberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, she goes and she gets through to Branson, Missouri to the theater. And she says, I want to speak mail tills. They put her on hold. Next thing you know, she's talking to the manager. He says, can I help you? She says, yeah, I'm calling mail tills. I'm calling about his family talking about his family well you know that kind of rings a bell people right. okay well it might be legit she said well he says well i can get him a message you know mel's in practice right now da, 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 da. and she says well i really want to talk to him he said well ma'am I, I handle this business for him i promise you i'll get him the message she said well you tell mel i was out there this is virginia even from wilson north carolina you tell mel that i was out there and i came to his show and i paid the money for his tickets and i'm real happy for him and all that kind of stuff but his aunt's in the hospital here in wilson and he ain't too busy to check on her and he needs to be not getting caught up in how big a shot he is and he needs to be thinking about his family and he needs to check on his family can you give him that message for me here's where his aunt is she's in this hospital she's in wilson memorial hospital that's what it's called wilson this is the this is the phone number for her room and this is where she's at so she's telling the daughter this they're walking down the hall and she said well can you ought to see this they walk in the hall and down the hall they walk into miss tiller's room there's this huge fruit basket in there. <laughs> this thing's filled to the brim. It's got the shrunk plastic on it. It's got the big bow on all this stuff. It's got a big card on it. She goes and gets the card, shows it to my mother, and it says, Aunt, what well, I don't remember, Aunt Jean. Aunt Jean, hope, sorry you're under the weather. Hope you get better. Get home soon. Get well soon. Talk to you soon. Love milk. <laughs> so my mother, I think, I think when they said something about Bold. She thought they said gold, and you know when they were giving out stuff, and before you come here to Earth or something. But anyway, my mother's bold as a lion. She is something else, and she's gotten worse. She, my mother's eighty-five. Oh yeah, she yeah. she 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 don't hold back. Yeah, Virginia zero percent hold back. Don't mess with her. Mm mm. Mm mm. Eighty-five, right. and I'm planning on my mother being here at least to a hundred. Yeah. So. We got a lot of excitement here. I don't mess with it. That's my story time for today. Let me tell you, I don't know if some of you got parents like my mother, but I'm very blessed with a godly mother. And but uh, she'll call you out, man. She'll call you out. So you I'm not what, going. I'm not taking her back to Branson. You know what else is in Branson, Missouri? Tell me. You don't have any idea. Branson? Mm -hmm. What's in Branson? 
the world's largest Titanic museum. It's actually was that there in the nineties? Because I should have gone see that. I don't know, but it's a uh, it's in the water, and it's almost a life size scale of the Titanic. Are you sure? I, I had to have it pulled up on my phone because I fact checked myself before I said it. Oh well, yeah, I did not know that. Three two three five Country Boulevard, Branson, Missouri. Well, there you go. So they got that working for them. They got that working. For them. <laughs> Well, that's our story time for the day with Magic Mike. We appreciate everyone listening in. Appreciate you sharing, building up our fellowship. We love people. Nick, you know, you're a people guy. Uh -huh. You're a big guy, but you've got the heart of a of a, a baby bear. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a gentle giant, as they were. Nick, he, he, old Big Nick is a, is a good-hearted guy. I always love spending time with him, coming at you, spending just a few minutes with you. Hope everyone has a great week. We'll be right back with you next week. God bless you, and have a great week.